0: This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine year NBA vet, Eric Strickland.
1: Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament
0: champion. 93 7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president,
1: Jake Bakovan. I love Billy
0: Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bot. Hold
1: This is On The Block. I'm Jacob Akoven He is Eric Strickland, and we are here to entertain you for the next couple hours on a Valentine's Day Monday, so happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there, uh, and uh, we've got Steve Simple, the Lincoln Journal star, set to join us at 425, shootout with Strick at 445, uh, but we're going to open up this hour with kind of Super Bowl reactions, uh, kind of what did you like, what didn't you like uh, as we go through it. Let us know what you guys think on some of these topics that we hit. There's plenty to go through over uh, when we're covering the Super Bowl here. Start a hand text line 402 464 or you can call in Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Say no, or 402-464-5685. Uh, first of all, though, welcome in Eric Strickland. Uh, happy holidays to you, Strick. Do you Got anything planned for uh, for Valentine's Day?
0: No, no, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm single. I'm no longer, I'm no longer a married man. Um, don't have uh, a significant other. Well, they, you're saving time, money today, so then. I'm, I'm <laughs> saving probably a little bit of money. Yeah. I'm not really dating anybody. So, you know, that, that is part of that flow,
1: yeah, that all <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> but it's cool,
0: man. I mean, look, I've had some great ones in in the time. I, I, I don't know. I, I, the way that i look at valentine's these days man i think it's beautiful i think um you know beautiful people getting together and having a a beautiful set dinner you know evening out or travel or whatever the case may be i think it's beautiful but i think the way that i've started to look at it is from a perspective that that's every day you know what i mean yeah so valentine shouldn't be to me valentine shouldn't be a a one-off. It should be something that's celebrated pretty much. If you if you have a love of your life, you should celebrate those moments each and every day. You know why why only uh, leave it to a February fourteen uh, date? Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, Hallmark holiday. It's just, just something yeah. to think about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is good to, to get the love out there and to spread the love. So it is. It's kind of a cool holiday. Um, but you're right. Maybe it, it, it should be done uh, every day. Those are the special moments yeah. of the day when you get to spend together. Um, Special moments yesterday. I think uh, there was plenty of them to go through uh, in the in the Super Bowl. What are your initial thoughts, kind of coming out of that? Uh, of course, everybody loved the halftime show. Aaron Donald considering retirement. A uh, couple wins the the MVP. So lots to break through here in the next uh, couple of minutes as we break down these topics. But what was kind of stood out uh, more than anything to you watching the Super Bowl yesterday?
0: It, it, it basically was a culmination of what we had talked about for some time now. That this probably by far was the greatest playoff run uh, of all teams that had been involved in it that probably, i probably i think of all time i, I don't think that i've i've seen one from wild card you know especially with the addition of extra teams you know wild card all the way up through the super bowl i mean it's it's been a phenomenal run it kind of got off early it looked like it was going to be a rams run away with it and then you know, they did everything that they could to to stay in the game. And it came down to one of the greatest defensive linemen that's probably going to gonna play uh, from the inside position, the, the versatility of an Aaron Donald and his abilities to do so much. You know, they kind of held him a little bit. And Then the next thing you know, when it mattered, when it meant something, when it was on the line, Aaron Donald shows up and gets a big sack. The crazy thing about it was that even, even in that, I mean, knowing that this is – the last moment of 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 you making a drive trying to make it happen to either uh, secure a field goal or or to to maybe win it the the pass still almost was complete i mean it was just short and that's where you you know we talk about the game being a game of inches and it's it comes down to you know a little bit of this or a little bit of that or a little turnover here or the timing of things it, it comes down to it or as we talked about in, in games being being lost at the one inch line uh at times so yeah man it was great I thought it was it was wonderful I did I did think that the Bengals would probably pull it out you win you did yeah. win that <laughs> I actually if you're a betting man I would have actually won because that's you know, right they, yeah the point they, spread they, by the spread,
1: yeah. So, so take that. <laughs> take your victories where you can get them, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I thought too. Like, there's a lot of narratives that come out of the game. Ultimately, like you said, it's a game of bitches. It's the NFL. A lot of these games come down to this. And it was a fourth down play in my mind um, on that touchdown drive where they kind of did an under end around to, to Cooper Cup, put the put the the ball game in in the hands of your best player, and, and see if he can get it done. It's not the safest play call. Um, we could be you know easily be Railing Sean McVay for calling that play at this point in time, if they ended up losing because of that. Um, but that conversion compared to the fact that the, the Bengals, when they needed a field goal, couldn't get their fourth down conversion, as you mentioned, because Aaron Donald got in there for the sack. Um, you know that's ultimately to be what it came down to. Some people a little bit upset that the the officials seemed to uh, wait till the, the the Rams needed to to take the lead in the final minutes of the game to start uh, calling calling play calls there or excuse me start to car start to call penalties, penalties there yeah there was a there was a holding <laughs> like, that probably on, <laughs> probably shouldn't have been called but at the same point <laughs> right. But, it, but the Bengals' big, big second half run, you know, that 75-yard touchdown to T. Higgins uh, when he pulled Jalen Ramsey's helmet down to get it to begin with, um, that's the only reason why they're in that position. So I don't really feel too bad for the Bengals. I mean, that, that one holding call, I think, on Hubbard definitely shouldn't have been called. But, um, you know, that's, that's football. You, you, you get some of them, and then, you know, the break goes the other way. Uh, and, and either way, You know, you had the ball in your hands with an opportunity to win at the end. So, uh, didn't get it done. So, ultimately, I I think the better team won. It's kind of interesting because the Rams' stars showed out in that game. Um, the Bengals stars, and, and they didn't have as many of them, but didn't have as good of a, of, of a game, uh, yet the Bengals were still that close. And, and part of that is because of the turnovers. I mean, um, the, the Bengals didn't do enough. Zach Taylor said as much with the turnovers that they did get, but they, they had a two turnover yeah. advantage in this game because Stafford threw two picks. Um, but as many predicted, the Bengals offense couldn't get going for much of the game. They had a, a Super Bowl record of seven sacked. You know, they were seven. They were sacked seven times, um, which was pretty yeah. predictable, and that's. Something that the Bengals are going to have to shore up moving forward. Did you have a problem with Cooper Cup taking home the MVP rather than Aaron Donald? I know a lot of people felt Aaron Donald probably deserved it.
0: Um, I think I think overall throughout the game, you know, Cooper Cup with two touchdowns, uh, ninety-two yards. Uh, there was a lot of crucial plays that were made, as as you just alluded to, the one with the uh, uh, the end around the jet sweep. Um so there were a lot of things that you can see there were, I mean just just when you really look at it right when once LBJ uh I mean OBJ went down um once he his injury took effect on his knee then you saw that they had they were going to Cooper Cup like yeah
1: very little If we're going
0: to lose we're going to lose with the you know the the triple crown winner you know basically uh, in this particular game so The way I look at it, I think when you look at a most valuable player, somebody who uh, was, you know, I mean, basically was that guy that you had to depend on and go to. Cooper Cup was that guy when it when it was needed, and they got it done. And uh, I thought it would have been a few, you know, maybe a touchdown or so more. But at the end of the day, you know, twenty a win's a win. You know, they didn't get it, didn't allow it to get into the hand of their their kicker who is twelve for twelve. So. You know, obviously Donald was a part of that part of it and helped to shore up the defense earlier on, but, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of cool, kind of a a fitting end to the season. It's just kind of the year of Cooper Cup, right? Um, I saw a stat where he's the only – him and Jerry Rice are the only two players to ever um, be the Triple Crown winner, which, you know, leading the league in in receptions, uh, receiving yards and touchdowns, uh, win Offensive Player of the Year and be Super Bowl MVP – but Cup did it all in one year. I mean, Rice, he had to do that throughout his career. And obviously, Rice, the greatest yeah. wide receiver of all time, not taking that away, and cup has got a lot uh, to make up for that. But still, um, it just an amazing year. And I think he was the first um, wide receiver since Randy Moss, like back in the late 90s, to get an MVP vote even. And I know there was some talk about that too. But it's just kind of weird how, how he's always kind of – or, you know, all these awards keep going out, and, and he, he's always a part of them, and how much should a receiver be in the mix and, and not. But ultimately, he takes on the Super Bowl MVP, and, th- and probably the, one of the biggest reasons, along with Donald, uh, why they are Super Bowl champs. Um, did you did you catch on to the the game, the, the reports pre-game, that Aaron Donald might retire if the Rams uh, were to win that game? I thought that, that that was kind of odd, especially to make that announcement the day of the Super Bowl. Um, just seems seems like you know the the all the I I mean it's hard to say that he was you know thirsty for attention or something because all the eyes of the nation were already on him um but it kind of just it was uh it was strange and kind of a surprise obviously because he's 30 years old and at the top of his game and all pro again this year
0: I mean when you really look at it I mean he he's he's still due to make a significant amount of money yeah. you know over the next few years right i mean he's he's due to make another 14 million in 2023 another 14 million in 2020, 2024 he's got two more years left on his contract obviously their dead cap rate drops tremendously so if they wanted to release him and save you know a lot of money and you know that's part of the game as well but his his signing bonus money goes out the window so he's got a couple of years and i think what it's doing if I'm him, I'm looking at it as a way of leverage, right? Leveraging it out, making sure that uh, he's able to finish his term. But, but if you're a guy that has been there, now you've been there to win it. Now you've just got to assess what they're going to do. W- what type of money is going to be available to shore up and secure a lot of those, uh, those particular players that are left in, in, you know, in place, right? And then at the end of the day, you got to also look at what they gave up. They gave up a tremendous amount of assets uh, and, and potential when uh, they they secured um, when they got rid of Jared Goff and secured Stafford, right? They gave up a twenty twenty first third round pick. They gave up a twenty twenty second first round pick, a 2023 third first round pick in order to get Goff. So you know um, that part of it. When you look at what's next, what are they going to be able to con- you know to shore up? Are they going to be able to re-sign? Who's going to be in, able to come in and fill some of those those voids that may because they went all in right. in, in in certain areas, but but I think he's looking at that as a leverage point to see what they have coming back and what they're able to secure and shore up uh, with with some of those additions that would help him and, and help alleviate some of the pressures that would be upon him on uh, on the interior. So, yeah, I think those are some things to look at. But there's a lot of money still left on the table. I don't know, you know if I'm going into my 33rd, 34th year, if I'm going to
1: toss that out the window. But. Who am I? Yeah, it's 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 kind of fascinating because it, he is, I mean, if he retired now, you know, he'd it, obviously be at the top of his game, but I've, I've seen arguments. I mean, he's just kind of getting <coughs> t- into that conversation of, you know, maybe not quite Lawrence Taylor, but pretty close and, you know, the Reggie Whites. So you think about the best defenders of all time. Um, he's uh, he's one of the only guys to ever win the defensive player of the year three times, I think, along with J.J. Watt, um, and I think became a, became a, a second this year to T.J. Watt, but I mean, that's where he is. I mean, he's still right at that level in Obviously led his team to the Super Bowl along with, you know, some help on offense over there. Um, but uh, you know, twice now and, and and now a Super Bowl champion. I also, you know, I understand that, you know, a lot of money left to be made out there for him. He's at the top of his game. But I I've also also thought about this before. You know, we it's not the first time we saw it. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson both uh, you know, with the Lions kind of retired early. Robert Smith with the Vikings. A lot of these guys um have done it before, and it's just, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily that they can't keep playing or c- can't you know know, make a whole lot of money left. Um, they would just maybe rather prefer to live out their thirties, you know, healthily, and maybe get out of the game before injuries pile up. And um, you know, they, they've made enough money is maybe the way that they've looked at it. But it would be it was quite a surprise to hear that because you know he's he seemed like you know he's, he's mid career and uh, and and through the you know the prime of his career. So that was kind of surprising. Um, how about uh, how about the halftime show? Were you a big fan of the halftime show in Inglewood?
0: Well, see, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a '90s as far as that was like the prime of my time, you know. Yeah. So when you talk about Dr. Dre and 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 the Chronic, and you talk about Eminem and and his breakthrough, and then 50 Cent uh, in the club, I mean, we was in the club popping, popping bottles, <laughs> and we was t- <laughs> we was we was getting it in during that whole time. And then you know when you add the addition of of, of you know Bad Boy, and and when Mary J came through. All of those artists was like, you know, they were our age, you know, so yeah. we, we were coming up in the same time frame that they were. And so to be able to see them uh, do their thing, I was trying to figure out how they were going to do it. You know, each of them have such huge catalogs and, and so many songs. How are they going to put it together and, how, and what type of time was it? are they going to give them? You know full quarter you know it's like that's how much you you you, i was trying to figure out how are they going to do that with everything that they have in their catalogs and they were able to work it out um the stage was 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 uh kind of crazy it was it was unique you know like a a mansion type of stage and i mean it was it was definitely everything la uh, yeah, everything you can you can consider for L.A. And, and I thought it was all right, man. It was it was pretty
1: cool. Some of the commercials were pretty cool, too. I thought, yeah, <laughs> I thought there were a few of them. Some of them I
0: was like, well, what the heck is that? But there were a few of them that out there were, were pretty funny. So, yeah, I yeah, think was...
1: a lot of people I've heard that, too, is, is that the commercials seem to have stepped up their game a little bit this year. Um, I don't know if there's like, you know, two or three of them. that are just like, that's hilarious. We're going to talk about that for the next two weeks. Um, but they're they're all just seem like yeah. pretty good commercials this year, as opposed to maybe uh, the last couple of years. And yeah, I mean, I, I I love the I love the halftime performance. Um, the one thing that I thought is that maybe Fifty Cent shouldn't have been upside down coming in. He just uh, that wasn't the best angle for him. <laughs> he's was a little, odd. He's a little bigger than he used to be, and it just didn't it didn't it wasn't the same type of feel you caught from when he had the six pack and he was all buffed up in like two thousand three. Now he's just like a little bit older, and you're like, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> That's just right? not a good angle. But nobody told him. But yeah. that was kind of the surprise to have him in there, and I thought that was uh, yeah. pretty cool um and and you're right like they all have such a big catalogs but i like the fact that they kind of kept it um a few of them kind of the snoop at least kept it kind of with the dr Dre collabs that he did i wish eminem would have done that too but he went with lose yourself which it, it, you know that was the, the movie he made and everything like that so um a lot of people kind of would say that's his one of his biggest hits like i liked earlier eminem before that but you uh, can't please everybody right they, they got a lot of people for that one
0: well, lose yourself is a theme. I mean, it's it's definitely a hype song for it's a it's definitely a sports type of song because it's about the pursuit of your your greatest dream. Whoever plays sports wants to, you know, get lost in the championship dreams that they've they've been. Uh, and what are you willing to do to get it? You know what I mean? What, how much are you willing to to put forth to pursue? Your greatest dream, and and, and so in essence, it, it fit. So I can understand why he be probably went with that one.
1: Yeah, and it was a good fit because, especially you know, for those those icons kind of finally getting the Super Bowl halftime show, it does kind of fit in that too. Like, okay, this is the halftime show. This is the big uh, you know concert that you've been looking forward to, and and you know, yeah. you go back to, to having the nerves and just kind of throwing it all out there and believing in yourself and all that. So uh, yeah, absolutely a great halftime show, great game. Oh, we'll probably get more back into it as well as the as we uh, move on throughout. The the show here on the block. Uh even get the thoughts of Steve Sipple specifically on the halftime show. I know he's a big fan of those guys. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh but uh, we'll get uh, we'll catch up with Steve Sipple the Lincoln Journal Star coming up next here on the block.